We find ourselves today on the last Sunday of Lent. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday. We begin Holy Week. So we have journeyed together now. We're in our fifth Sunday of Lent. And we find ourselves in the Gospel of John, the 12th chapter, the 20th through the 33rd verse. Hear these words. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the feast. They came to Philip, who is from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew, and Andrew and Philip, in turn, told Jesus. And Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternity. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my heart is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there and heard it said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to them. Jesus said, the voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. And now the prince of this world will be driven out. But I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Ever equipping God as I speak, may you increase and I decrease. May the words you have given me for this message be seeds that rest in our hearts that we might bear fruit for you here on earth. May I be bold and courageous in what you've given me to speak. And may we, as your people, have ears that hear. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. If we were writing a cartoon and, and you could pick out a favorite character, y'all know the Riddler is one of mine. And today we have a riddle in front of us. Because we need to know if believing is seeing or if seeing is believing. Riddle me this, Batman. Is believing seeing or seeing believing? Or Tom Hanks, he says, believing is seeing and seeing is believing. We find ourselves today in the gospel with that question. We find ourselves in the fifth week of Lent. We have been taken care of by angels. God has asked us to accept what God is doing in our life. God has asked us to go out into the world and see what God is doing and see where God is. And God has asked us to commit to living into a relationship that puts Jesus as Savior in our life. And today, the text says to us, do you believe? What you see, do you believe or do you believe so that you see? The Greeks came to Philip and said to him, Philip, we want to see Jesus. 
Anybody else want to see Jesus? But why do you want to see him? I thought it was curious that Philip didn't go straight to Jesus. He went to his brother Andrew, which y'all all know is my favorite disciple. You know, Barry Andrew, he's my favorite disciple. He's the one who found the little boy who took the food to Jesus and Jesus fed the multitudes. So Philip went to him and says, what do we do? What do we do? These people, those outside, those on the fringe, those who aren't really welcome, they want to see Jesus. Do we let them in? Do we let them in? They want to see Jesus. It's like, do we have our tickets? Did we come for the show? Do we come to Jesus because we want to see a miracle? Do we want to see the works that Jesus does? Or do we come to see Jesus so that Jesus expounds and builds up our faith? Or do we come to Jesus because we already believe what Jesus can do? Jesus says, it doesn't matter why you come to me. He says, tell them, not t- tell them it doesn't matter because today's about glorification of God. You see, Jesus wasn't in it for the attendance rolls. Jesus wasn't in it for the paycheck. Jesus, was, Jesus wasn't in it for the most likes, for the most comments, for the greatest Instagram account, for the greatest Facebook, for whatever, the greatest social media. Jesus wasn't in it for public opinion. Jesus was in it because Jesus was committed to who it was God had called him to be. How many of us come to see Jesus because we're committed to being who it is God has called us to be? How many of us come to see Jesus because our belief brings us to see Jesus? Or do we have to come to Jesus and say, okay, God, show me and I'll believe. If I told you I could long jump 35 feet, you would say, show me and I'll believe. I'd be telling you a lie anyway. But, but we come to God with those same kind of expectations. God, show me and I'll believe. How many of you have ever said that? God, just show me a way out and I'll believe. God, just take care of this and I'll believe. Believing in Jesus is about knowing God. Our, our whole Lenten journey is about relationship. Our whole Lenten journey from Ash Wednesday to where we stand today is about examining who we are as a person of God. And today is about, do we believe who Jesus is? Do we personally, me and you, believe who Jesus is? And does our life reflect that belief? Because we shouldn't say we want to see Jesus. What we should say as believers of Jesus is that we want others to see Jesus through us. Because if we believe in Jesus enough, if we believe that God needs to be glorified in all things, then we, the people of God, have no other purpose in life than to glorify God. They came to see Jesus. They had their ticket. They found the one. They found somebody in the inner circle. They said, dude, can you get us backstage passes? Right? I mean, we want to see, and we found the inner circle. Let us in. We want to see. Can we just put our head over the fence so we can watch the game? Just let us in. And Jesus said, today's about the Father. Today has nothing to do with me. 
You can see me. I'm human. You can see me. I can heal. You can see me. I can walk amongst the ailing and, and make them walk again. I can make the blind see. I can make the deaf hear. You can see me. But everything I do is about God. Is about glorifying God. How many of us as people of God go about in our lives and we want to glorify God? Now, I had some visitors this week. And I'm telling you, my heart jumps when those little visitors come to my house. In fact, I was waiting upon their arrival. I was standing in the driveway waiting to see them. Well, there's a tradition. When those little visitors get to my house, there's always surprises for them. You know, me, me, and Papa, we got to take care. And there's always got to be, a, whether we're coming to your house or you're coming to our house, there's always a surprise. I almost didn't get my hug. They got out of that car. They knew where they were at me, me, and Papa's. I'm standing in the driveway and zoom, they're gone right by me. And I'm saying, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You know what they wanted? They wanted to see what me, me, and Papa had gotten them. They wanted to see what their surprise was. They were there for the goods. They were there for what for the taking. They knew there was candy at Mimi and Papa's. They knew there would be lots of donuts at Mimi and Papa's. And they knew there would be surprises at Mimi and Papa's. And they almost missed the intimate expression of love because they were so busy trying to see what was in it for them. How many of us, how many of us have that relationship with Jesus? We come to church with our hand out. We come to church with our heart out. We come to church seeking what it is God can do for us. Isn't that why we're supposed to be here? Seeking what God can do for us. God can save us. God can change us. God can make us new. God can give us the money we need to do whatever we need to do. It's the church. We're here to glorify God. We come to this room. We fill this room for one reason. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of Jesus Christ, for believing. Our belief brings us to this place, and we see what God does. And we're able to go into the world and share that love with others because we believe. At least that would be optimal. But there are too many of us that come to see. We, we run past the gift of love and we want to see what we can grab and what we can have, whether it be power, control, whether it be goodies, whatever it is. We want Jesus to do for us. You know, Jesus, give me that job I want. Jesus, give me that mate I want. Jesus, give me those toys. Give me that house. Give me that car. Give me that A on the test. Jesus, I mean, we take it all the way down to the nitty gritty and we have our hands out for Jesus. But what we don't remember is Jesus put his hands out for us. And we forget to see that. We forget to see that there's a God who sees us, who understood what it means to be in love. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's nothing I wouldn't do for those little visitors. Nothing. There's nothing I wouldn't do to get a smile on those little visitors' face. Three o'clock in the afternoon, you want a donut? We're going to get a donut. You want to stay up late and watch a movie? We're going to stay up late and watch a movie. You want Papa to do the hunky-punky and the chicken dance with you? He's doing it. I've done the chicken dance more this week than I've done in my whole life. And it's not on video. 
But our God acts from a place of love. And our God has a love that's greater than any human being can have. And Jesus wants to direct people to that love. What in your life directs people to God? What in your life says, God be glorified? He's facing intimate death. He's facing a death that he cannot walk away from because if he does, he denies who it is God has made him to be. And he says, what shall I do but walk away from this? My heart is troubled. Today, I want God to be glorified in my life and I want to walk with the plan of God in my life so that God might be glorified. But really, there's a part of me that wants to leave. Because you see, following Jesus isn't about us. I think the human Jesus might have wanted to take a different way. But he had just said, if you believe in me, you must lose your life. You must lose your life. You must lose everything you do for you. That's costly. That's real costly. Because we all grow up with images. What's the question we ask kids all the time? What do you want to be when you grow up? You ever been asked that? What are you going to be when you grow up? Because, see, we want young people to start planning. We want them to design a life. You know, they've got school to go to, and then they've got college to go to, if that's the route, or trade school or whatever, and they've got to get a job, and they've got to get a career. And they... Maybe we should ask you this. What is God designing in your life? What is God calling you to be? How do you feel the Lord working in your life? How many of us sit down with our children and say, what is it God's leading you to? How many of us sat down with ourselves and said, this part of my life doesn't align with who God is calling me to be? Every day, we should wake up. We want to see Jesus. Then we need to believe enough in Jesus and know enough in God that to glorify God, we have to die. And God will say to us, eh. it's that time of year and... I can't believe it's March and I already have the lawn equipment out. In my country, we don't mow until May, maybe June. Depends on how dry it is. And so yesterday, I'm trimming branches so that my lawnmower can fit underneath the trees. And saying, sorry, you're a pretty branch, but you're gone. God asked us to die. To trim out that stuff in our lives. To allow ourselves to be used. To be allow ourselves to glorify God wherever we are so that others might rise up. I can't tell you how many times I wanted to just sit in my chair. Come on, just let me sit down. Papa, let's go outside. Papa, let's go play. Papa, let's go do this. Hey, Papa, what are you fixing to do? Hey, Papa, can we go to your shop? Hey, Papa, can we get Abe out? Hey, Papa, can we go play ball? Hey, Papa, can we go shoot the bow and arrow? <laughs> I said yes every time. Every time. Because only for a little bit, only for a little bit do we have that relationship. Only for a little bit are you loved by those who really, really love you. Only for a little bit does God have you. 
And you have to be willing to die to yourself so that you can glorify God to others. So that you can really glorify God for others. Jesus said, it's not about me. It's about glorifying the Father. Father, glorify yourself. And this is what I love. They wanted to see, right? They came to the show, right? Jesus didn't put on a show. He just said, I'm going to glorify God. Whatever we're going to do, glorify God. And he called on God. And he said, God, glorify your name. And what did God do? God glorified God's name. I've already glorified it. The voice spoke from the heavens. God, show me where it is you want me. Show me what it is you want me to do. Barry, do the chicken dance one more time. No. Right? Isn't that what we do? God, glorify yourself in my life. I see. I believe. I believe. I know I'm going to see you, God. If I just ask, I'm going to see you. I know I am. Tell me where it is you want me to go. Oh, no, not going there. Nope, can't give that up. Mm -mm. Because we're too selfish. And God doesn't ask us to be selfish. The single seed of wheat, is it selfish as it dies into the ground to produce a, a head of seeds? No, it's not. And that's what God wants from us, to go and be selfless amongst those we're around. Amongst everybody you're around every week. Your one thing is to glorify God. To glorify God. People should encounter you and forget your name. But know that you're a person of God. I hope people never remember my name. What I hope is that they say he was in love with Jesus. We saw God through him. We experienced God through him. I'm going to tell you a story. I was, we were swimming one time. We had a house with a pool and we had had the youth over to the house. There was this little three or four year old girl. She might have been a little older than that. She was swimming in our pool. And I was swimming in the pool with her. And there was a floaty, one of those swim noodle things, you know. And it was floating next to me. And she was kind of floating on this one little thing. And she wanted that swim noodle. And she, all of a sudden, I heard this name. She said, Jesus. I'm treading water. <laughs> and I hear it again. Jesus. I'm treading water, looking around. Now, look, and she's looking right at me. Jesus, can you hand me that noodle? This is a little girl that's in church every week. This is a little girl I hug her neck every week. This is a little girl I know her family. I've walked with them every day of the week. You know what she thinks my name is? Wouldn't it be good if we all were thought like that? Wouldn't we all believe like that? Wouldn't it be good if people saw us like that? And that God was manifested? That God was glorified so much God could reach over and say, okay, here, here's your swim noodle. She went home that day telling her mama that Jesus handed her a swim noodle. Her mama let me never, never let me forget I was not Jesus. We have to believe, then see what it is God's calling us to. So that in our belief, we're able to see who it is God is and where God's taking us. And the reason you want to see to believe is so that others see you. And they can believe. Now in the chaos, and believe me, 
You know, they used to say P's and Q's, mind your P's and Q's when I was little. Barry, whatever you do, you mind your P's and Q's. Now that I'm a grandpa, P's and Q's mean a different thing. Peace and quiet. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you that in my house, for the last week, there has been no peace and quiet. And we have an open floor plan house, you know, where the kitchen flows into the living room and the den, they're all kind of, and there's a central area right in the middle like this. And one day when we were finished doing the chicken dance and whatever it is we were doing, Mimi was coming this way and Papa was coming this way. And we met like this, both with our tongues out, hair dragging the ground. (laughs) And we just looked at each other and we embraced each other. Because we hadn't had time all week to say we loved each other. And we just hugged each other. And I held her for a minute and she held me for a minute. And the next thing you know, you know what? Those little munchkins... Here they came. It was like a group hug. They were crawling between our legs, pushing and squeezing. They wanted that love too. You see, they had experienced love all week. They had gotten the goodies, but they had gotten the time. They had gotten the attention. And you know what? They knew they were loved. And when at the end of the week we were embracing just to support one another, those little munchkins came and they wanted to be a part of that hug too. Because they knew they were loved and they wanted to be included in the expression of love. If we go into this world believing that we'll see God and God will be glorified in our lives, we too, the people of God, will be able to reach out like Jesus did, die to ourselves and embrace those who come into our path so that they too might know the Christ. This week, as we wrap up this Lenten season, Wherever you go, believe, but see, because God wants to be glorified in your life. Amen and amen. So let me ask you this.